Amen. We're thankful and grateful for what the Lord is, 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 has been saying and what he's been speaking and what the Lord is doing. And uh, we'd like to also acknowledge our online community as well as those that are here this morning. You know, whenever the Lord has a word, uh, you can always expect the adversary to cut up. And God has a word for us this morning. And uh, it's very important that we stay close and we stay attentive to what the Lord is saying. Uh, I, I like to, myself personally, uh, sit before the Lord to hear what God has to say and what he's speaking to us. And so this week, as I was sitting down and I was pondering over the word of God, and uh, as I had gone through uh, the scriptures that the Lord had given me, at the very last scripture, the Lord dropped a word in my spirit. He dropped a word in my spirit. And that's why I say we have to stay close. Uh, the Lord dropped a word in my spirit. And that word was debriefing. And I, I looked at it I said, now, Lord, come on. What, what, do you, what do you mean, debriefing? After all the scriptures he had given me and I had gone through and rehearsed and looked at it and acknowledged what God was saying. And then I heard that word at the very end. He said, debriefing. So then what I did was I began to look up or try to attempt to look up the word debriefing. But then the next thing I heard the Lord say was this. And you're probably going to hear me repeat it again at the very end because I want to make sure whomever comes through the door that they will be able to receive this word. And the next thing the Lord said to me after he gave me the word debriefing, he said this. He said the next crisis that we see is going to be a spiritual crisis. It's going to be a spiritual crisis. The next crisis that we will encounter will be a spiritual crisis. He said that we've already had a health crisis when we had COVID. He said, but the next thing now that we're going to see is a spiritual crisis. So then I understood why he gave me the word that he gave me. And today we're going to be talking about the believer's authority. The believer's authority. Any time that there is going to be a spiritual crisis, we have to make sure that we know what we are operating with and knowing that we do have authority. So the first thing we're going to go to, we're going to go, we're going to, go to the book of Genesis, and we're going to look at chapter number 1. Chapter number 1 in the book of Genesis, and we're going to look at verse number 26. Genesis chapter number 1. And we're going to look at verse number 26. Now, verse number 26 in Genesis chapter number 1, it says, And God said, Let us make man in our image after our likeness, and let them have dominion 
over the fish of the sea, over the fowls of the air, over the cattle, and over all the earth, and over every creeping thing that creepeth upon the earth. And then we're going to look at verse number 28. Verse number 28 in Genesis chapter number 1, it says, And God blessed them, and God said unto them, Be fruitful, multiply, replenish the earth, and subdue it, and have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the fowls of the air, and over every living thing that moveth upon the earth. Now, the first thing we want to acknowledge is this. The first thing that God gave man was dominion. He gave him dominion. Now, the word dominion in Hebrew means rada. That means to rule or rulership. Man was given the ability to rule from the very beginning. Man was given the ability to rule. And there are some things here. When we look at verse number 28, he, he tells him three things to do. He tells him, he said, I want you to uh, replenish the earth, uh, subdue the earth. All right? So we have to look at these words. He says replenish and subdue because we already talked about dominion. Now, to replenish means to do over again. It means to fill up. It means to stop. It means to furnish. So this is what God is speaking to man about. He said, I want you to replenish. All right? The next thing he says, I want you to subdue it. Now, the Hebrew word for subdue is kabosh, which means to overwhelm by force. Watch the next, uh, uh, um, the next meaning. It says to place in order. <laughs> to place in order then it says to terminate someone or something. Now, I don't have time to go into that part because that, that's another message because there's something that was here before all of this takes place. When you look at Genesis chapter 1, verses 1 and 2, there's something that takes place between verse 1 and 2. So I, I don't really have time. The significance does not apply right here at this moment. But the problem is this. This is the problem. Once God told them what to do to replenish, to, you know, that they got dominion over everything, to subdue, well, the problem is they relinquished their authority. Adam and Eve relinquished their authority. They relinquished their authority. And that's sad because they had been given dominion. They had been given authority. But they gave up that authority to the adversary. So how many of us have given up our authority? Now, we got to understand something. Now, when you look at that word authority, that word authority there, it means power. It means power. And we're going we're gonna to get down off in that. We're going to get to that, all right? But when we look at what Jesus did... Because man had done something else contrary to what God had said. Now, we want to go and look at the declaration that Jesus made. As in Matthew, let's go to Matthew chapter number 28. And we're going to look at verse number 18. St. Matthew. 
St. Matthew chapter number 28. St. Matthew chapter number 28. All right. St. Matthew chapter number 28. And we're going to look at verse number 18. Jesus made this declaration after he rose from the grave. He made a declaration. The declaration that Christ made is this. And Jesus came, verse number 18, and Jesus came and spake unto them, saying, All what? Power. And with verse number 18, All power is given unto me in heaven and in earth. He acknowledged that he had all power. All right? He had all power. Now remember, the, the subject this morning is the believer's authority. The believer's authority. Christ says that he was given all power, all authority had been given to him in heaven and in earth. All right. Now, let's go to Matthew chapter number 10 because we're going to work with the believer's authority because we need to know what type of authority that we have because when the spiritual crisis comes, then we will not be affected by it. We will not be affected by that spiritual crisis that's coming our way because we will know what authority that we have. All right? Talking about the believer's authority. Now, Matthew's chapter number 10. Matthew 10. Hmm. Matthew 10. Going to look at verse number 1. Verse number 1, Matthew chapter number 10. And it says this. And when he had called unto him, talking about Jesus, and when he had called unto him his 12 disciples, he gave them what? What did he give them? Power. If you look at Matthew's chapter number 10, Matthew chapter number 10, I was there. Now, it's okay to pull out your cell phone this morning because we got some problems, you know, in the back. Uh, or your Bible. Matthew chapter number 10, verse number 1, it says that Jesus gave to his 12 disciples, he gave them power. He gave them power. All right? He gave them power. But look at what he gave them power against against unclean spirits to cast them out and to heal all manner of sickness and all manner of disease. Now, before we say, well, he was, that's talking about it's just the disciples. Well, we're going to get to that, too, because you're going to see others that the power was given to. So where do we, and I'm about to bust out something. So where do we get this? Well, maybe so, that it might be true. Where do we get this thing from when we begin to acknowledge in our own selves that we are powerless? Now, if you are not a believer, then you are powerless. But we're going to show you through the Word of God that if you are a believer, you got power. So when the spiritual crisis come, and it's coming because that is what God says, that the next thing we're going to see is a spiritual crisis, then we will be able to know that I've got power over this. I've got power over this. All right? 
Now, look at now verse number 7. Look at verse number 7. All right, verse number 7. And we're still in Matthew's chapter number 10. Verse uh, number 7 and chapter number 10. Now, verse number 7 says this. As he's giving instructions to his disciples, he says, And as ye go, preach, saying, The kingdom of God, or the kingdom of heaven, is at hand. Look at verse number 8. Look what it says to do. Heal the sick, cleanse the lepers, raise the dead, cast out devils. Freely you have received, freely give. Now, he has given them power, right? Then he says to them, this is what I want you to do. He said, I want you to cast out the devils. You're going to be able to heal the sick. Now, when we look at that word power, that word power there means authority, having the ability. You have delegated influence, and you also have jurisdiction, okay? So I began to look at this, and I, and I began to think about, you know, we like to use the scripture about binding and loosing, right? But as I began to search and look as far as casting out, Jesus never did bind the demon. He cast the demon out. Jesus did not bind. To bind means to attach to something, right? If you're going to bind something. Jesus didn't do that. He didn't bind it. What Jesus did, he cast the demon out. He cast the demon out. All right? Now, to cast out means to eject. It means to expel. It means to drive out. And send away. How many times that when we begin to pray for people and they've got different situations, even down the rebellious children, we say we're going to bind this, we're going to bind the devil, we're going to bind that demon, right? But does that behavior leave? No, it's still there. So when you're binding something, that means you have binded that, that demonic spirit to that individual. You want to cast it out, eject it. Anybody got anything they need to have ejected? <laughs> a spirit? But this is what's happening here. The believer has to understand that they have the authority, the ability. God has given, delegated them influence to be able to cast out the demons, all right? Now, the Greek word for power is uh, ecstasy. It also means dunamis. Now, we have to make sure that we understand that when it comes down to healing, to heal means to relieve or to cure. To heal means to relieve, to relieve someone of something or relieve yourself of something, all right? And it also means to cure. All right, and the next thing the Bible says, the sicknesses, disabilities, infirmities, or diseases, the Bible says, according to the Word of God, that we have been given power as a believer to do this. Y'all believe y'all got the power to do it? <laughs> you see, you got to, you, I'm coming back. You got to believe that you have the authority, the power 
to cast out demons, to lay your hands on the sick. Because the Bible does speak about calling for the elders. If there's some, there's sick among you in the book of James. It says that if there be any sick among you, it says call for the elders. Then you're going to pray the prayer of faith. It could be that we're not really praying the prayer of faith. And maybe that's why a lot of things, as they are, they remain. Amen. Now, I'm going to tell you something. I got convicted. I can be real, right? I got convicted. Because we've got to have do it by faith. Because the Lord said the next thing that we're going to see is a spiritual crisis. If I, I can use me, right? If I don't believe that I've got the power that God invested in me or the authority, then whatever is coming as far as that spiritual crisis, I'm going to be caught up in it. But as a believer, I have authority. I've got, God has given us power. He's given us power. Some folks don't think they got power. They think they're powerless. Well, if you're a non-believer, you are. But he gave this to the believer. He says to the believer that you can cast out devils. That's what he's saying in his word. Now, do we believe the word? <laughs> That's what he says about the word. He says you can lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. That's what the word of God says. See, that's the authority that every believer has. But somewhere down the line, Brenda, (laughs) somewhere down the line, our faith wasn't where it was in the beginning when we first got saved. I don't know about y'all, when you first got saved, you know, I I was like this. I I mean, wasn't nothing impossible with God. I mean, whatever God said do, we did. I did. I trusted him. But God is saying you have that authority as a believer. So I said, well, you ain't no fool with them demons. Well, then you have to live with it, right? <laughs> have to live with it. All right, now, because I want to give you the word, because this word, I couldn't understand why the Lord gave me the word about the believer's authority. And I said, God, everybody should know they got authority. And the more and more that I, I, I dealt with the word and began to look at the word of God, then I understood why the Lord was saying the next crisis we're going to have is a spiritual crisis because if we don't understand the power that has been invested in us, then we're going to get caught up and we're going to be lost and we're going to be deceived. Because the Bible does speak about deception. Deception, deception, deception. Now, that's what the word says. Talking about power. All right. Thank you, Holy Spirit. One other thing, as the definition gave, it gave about we having jurisdiction. Jurisdiction. I said, okay, God, what do you mean? He said, brother, I'm going to show you something. Someone said to me, they said, "Um, you only have authority over your own house. And that's where you can operate. And when I went to the Word, I'm like, they must didn't read this scripture. Let's go to Psalms 115. Let's go to Psalms 
115. Psalms 115. All right. Psalms 115. And we're going to look at verse number 16. Thank you for putting up the scriptures. Psalms 115, verse number 16. All right. We're talking about jurisdiction, right? Now, the uh, verse number 16 in Psalms 115 says this. The Lord is speaking. He says, the heaven, even the heavens, with an S, are the Lord's. But then he goes on and he says, but the what? The earth hath he given to the children of men. So my jurisdiction is not limited. There's no limitation because God says in his word that he's given man earth. That's why when we pray and we pray for someone in a family member in another state or down the road or in another country, we have the authority to do so because we're not limited because the earth the Lord gave to man. So therefore, we... We've got jurisdiction. Somebody said, well, well, you know, I ain't nothing I can do about it. Yes, you can. You've got the authority to pray about a situation no matter where it is because you have jurisdiction because God has given man earth so we can pray for whatever's going on around the world. And when we believe, it's by faith. It's by faith that you believe. It's, it's by faith. Every believer has power. You have authority. You have the ability. That's what God is saying. God said when the crisis come, the spiritual crisis, he said we've already had the health crisis. We had COVID. He said, but now you've got to understand that when that spiritual crisis come, then what is going to happen is you will not, oh, I hear your Holy Spirit. You will not be affected by it because you've got power to go right through it. You've got power to speak to it. The Bible says when you speak to the mountain, it says it should be moved, removed. See, you have to speak with faith. You have to believe what God's word is saying. I asked God, I said, now God, what is this, this spiritual crisis that we're going to enter into that's coming our way. What is it, God? I kept pondering, kept pondering. Do you all not know that foe is over with? Not only will there be a, the one world order, but everybody's going to be having to line up to whatever they tell us religiously. Whatever they say, you're going to have to do because it's going to be a one world order. And every, everybody's going to be up under one thing and they're going to be up under one head. You won't have the option. And that's what man is trying to get us to. You will not have the option to serve the true and the living God. You won't have that option. Right now, they, they've got this thing they want to put in your brain. And let you do whatever with it. You can think whatever and it takes place. There are so many things that are happening that we have no knowledge of. But what we have to understand is that we as believers, thank you, Holy Spirit, I hear you. Thank you, thank you, Holy Spirit, I hear you. 
Do you not know how many churches were shut down by the government during the time of COVID? That they were mandated by the government, by the state, to close their doors and they could not come to church. They were saying, well, if you sing, you're going to release all that. You're going to spread the germs. But excuse me, what about going to the bar? Think about it. Think, think, think about it. Think about it. Think about it. There were ministers that was put in jail in California because they refused to close their doors. And then there were some of them that bowed down and did what they said. Jesus said it. I heard God. I know when I hear God. When I got to the end of this verse, and when we get to the end of verses, you'll see it. And I heard that word debriefing. I couldn't understand. I said, God, what are you talking about debriefing? That's just like when somebody go to war or go someplace, and then when they bring them back, they have to debrief them. But then he says, Brenda, there's going to come another crisis, a spiritual crisis, and the believer has to be ready. And if you don't know, you got power and authority. You will fall for the okie doke just a whole, like a whole lot of other churches did, even around us. They closed their door. They didn't trust God. You tell me what's wrong with, how is it it's okay to go to the Jew joint, go clubbing, dancing, Partying, all that stuff you they do, but you can't come to the house of God. What's wrong with that picture? The devil is trying to shut God down. He's trying to take God from the universe. He can't do it. He can't do it. He can't do it. The Bible says this. Jesus told him, he said, listen. They were telling people to shut up and not praise him. Jesus said, listen, these stones, I'll make the rocks cry out and praise me. Do you, can you imagine what will happen if God is removed? Okay, thank you, Holy Spirit. I hear you, Holy Spirit. I'm going back to the scripture. I'm just following the Lord. I'm hearing him. What happened to the school system when it took prayer out of school? Oh, hell broke loose. Let your mind, let your mind, open your mind, go beyond. They took, they want to take God out of the school. They want to take God out of your house, out of your children's life. Off from anything and say, this is right. No. No. If it's against what God says in the book, it is not right. Help Holy Spirit. Yeah, I'm telling you now. Every believer needs to know you got authority, you got power. You're not powerless. Every believer, you got to know that. You have to know it. 
It doesn't matter what anybody else thinks that you have or don't have. You yourself have to know without a shadow of a doubt that you have power. God has given you that power. Let me, let me go on. All right. God has given it. All right. Now, your jurisdiction is not limited. We are not limited. We're not limited. God gave us the earth. All right. Now, let's look at Acts chapter number one. Acts, the book of Acts. The book of Acts chapter number one. Book of Acts chapter number one. Acts chapter number one. Holy Spirit, I thank you. The believer's authority. You've got authority. You have authority. Now, Acts chapter number one. We're going to look at verse number 8. You see, we understand now, Jesus has died, been crucified, and he's speaking to them. He had told them to go to the upper room and wait there. Okay? Now, look what verse number 8 says in Acts chapter number 1. It says, but ye shall receive what? There's a stipulation as a believer when you receive it. What did it say? After that the Holy Ghost is come upon you. After the Holy Ghost come upon you, say so you should receive power. Hey, I got power. You got power. If you believe you you got to know it. You got power. You got authority. And that Bible got talking about you can you can lay hands on the sick. Have we have we ever tried to lay hands on our own situation, or do we run and get us some medicine? What happens? Oh, Holy Spirit! What happens when the time comes when you can't get the meds? See, we, we we've got to look further than right now. What happens when there's no accessibility to that? But what God says, I've already given you everything that pertains to life and godliness. He's already done it. You've already been empowered. When you got, how many, I won't ask you a question, but I'll ask it to those people that out there that's watching us. How many of y'all got the Holy Ghost? The Holy Spirit. See, he says you got power. You shall receive power. So you already got it. See, that's our authority. That's the believer's authority. That we have the ability. When it talks about to cast out demons, it says to eject, to drive out. I don't know about y'all, but in my day, you know, mom and I used to say, I'm going to beat the devil out of you. They get that broom and they stick and they say, I'm going to beat the devil out of you. Right? And next thing you know, you're still, you still cutting up late on down the road after the whooping is over. But Jesus says to cast out. We have the power to cast those spirits out as a believer. As a believer. You have that authority as a believer. When that spiritual crisis comes, you got to know what you're working with. You got to know. 
There's no if, when, but it doesn't make any difference what anybody else say. You got to believe what God's word say. God's word say you got power, you got power. It doesn't matter what color you are. It doesn't matter what nationality you are. If you have received Jesus Christ as your personal Savior, you have power, and you are going to need it when that spiritual crisis hit us. They're already trying to silence the churches. If they start here, don't you think they're going to start at your house too? That's why it's so important that every day, every, every opportunity that we get, we emerge ourselves in the Word of God. Then the question comes, people say, well, I can serve him at the house and I can do this at home. Well, if we are honest, if we're honest, I'm not talking about y'all up in here. If people are honest, How much studying do we do at home? How much praying do we do at home? Do we not know, it says now, as far as fellowship, that's about 20% of people that literally actually attend fellowship. Somebody said, well, I can serve God at that. Yes, you can. You sure can. But he also told us, don't forget. To fellowship. He says, forsake not the assembling. He says that. So it's, 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 it's so important that we understand that we have to be ready as a believer when those things happen. When, when they tell you you can't serve God, that's coming. That's coming. That's coming. That's coming. Minister Thomas brought a word about uh, uh, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego uh, uh, Wednesday night. And they wanted, you know, the king wanted, you know, people to bow down to him, uh, to this image. Do you not know we have images today that they want us to bow down to? Look at images. But we got to have enough faith to know no matter what they put us through or how they operate or what are they doing to us, if they throw us in the fire, we've got to have enough faith to know that my God is going to be with me in the midst of the fire. In the midst of your trials, in the midst of your tribulation, you've got to have enough faith to know God's going to be with you. Listen, we've been here having some 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 testimonies. I'm gonna get to my last verse. We've been having some testimonies from people here. I mean, they begin to talk about how when you know when one has a problem, you know, uh, uh, paying something as far as a vehicle. Next thing you know, somebody else has paid it for. Uh, and then when another one has some some problems, uh, uh home wise, and needed a set amount of dollars. Huh, blessed be the Lord. Somebody else paid it for them. Yeah. What what person do you think gonna pay nine hundred dollars for you and they don't know you and wipe your debt clean? Medically, 
where you couldn't get us had to pay a set amount of dollars to get a certain amount of certain medication, all of a sudden that thing is reduced. Those are miracles from God. Those are miracles from God. You you you're in a tight oh Holy Spirit, I hear you. You're in a tight situation, but our God, your God, came through. God shared a word with us. So during your difficult moments, don't miss the miracles. Let me tell you, them was some miracles if you ain't got no money. But every believer, we have authority to call those things that are not as though they were. In other words, call them forth. We got a connection, y'all. We got a connection. We've got a, we can connect to that portal that's there. And next thing you know, the angels are descending up and down. They'll bring us what we need. But we got to know we got authority to do it. If you don't believe it, it won't happen for you. But you got to believe it. No matter what it looks like, you still have to believe it. Thank you, Lord. Mm, 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 mm. Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit. You shall receive power. You've got a promise. Power. You've got to know that you've got power. All right. Luke. 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 Luke 10. Luke 10. Ooh, thank you, Holy Spirit. The believer's authority. You've got rights, y'all. We've got rights. <laughs> we got rights. we got rights. We got rights. And our rights have been given by God. All right. St. Luke chapter 10. Looking at verse number 17. And for those that say, well, you know, he gave that to, to, the, to his 12 disciples to do, to do these different things, to cast out the demons, to heal the sick. Well, <clears throat> let's go here to Luke 10. Verse number 17. Verse 17 says, and the 70 return again with joy, saying, Lord, even the devils are subject unto us through thy name. They went out. Jesus sent them out. They came back rejoicing because they acknowledged and they found out the devils were subject to them. Had to come on to them. How many people believe that Satan got more power over them? If you listen to people talk, they think that they begin to acknowledge and say that the devil got more power than God. What's wrong with that picture? God made Satan. How can he have more power than God, the Almighty, the one? That created the universe. That called forth every planet, every star that we see. That, that he brought forth, he brought creation into existence. No. The devil don't have more power over you. The devil is subject unto you. How do you think you're going to be able to cast him out? Now, if you don't believe he's subject to you, then you can't cast him out. But you've got to believe. First of all, you've got to understand that you've got the authority to do it. You have to know that. 
You have to know it. You got to know it. Got authority. You got you got authority, y'all. They came back rejoicing. Came back with joy. I can imagine in my mind. <laughs> I can imagine when they saw what took place. That on their way back to Jesus, they were so excited. And they began to tell Christ what had happened. Same power. Look at this. Verse number 18. It says, watch what Jesus said. Jesus says in verse 18, And he said unto them, I beheld Satan as lightning fall from heaven. Look at verse number 19. Behold, I give unto who? You. Power to tread on serpents, scorpions, and over, look at this, all the power of the enemy. And nothing shall by any means hurt you. So if you don't believe it, you've got to activate your authority. He said, nothing. He, look at that. Look at that. He says, and over all the power of the enemy. We've been given that. We've been given that kind of power. As a believer, you have that type of of authority. You got that kind of power. You know, I remember when Jonita was small, younger, I don't care what we had, even down to your female stuff. Get them pains and stuff. You know what we did in those days? Lord help us because I don't know what happened to us. I guess we went to the medication. We used to lay hands on the stomach, on the head. We laid hands, and we believed God. It, let me tell y'all something. She had a toothache. Now, y'all know what toothache feel like, right? Got that all? Laid hands on that mouth. By morning, she didn't have another toothache. It was gone. But down the road, as we grow, seems like something happens. It seems like the older we get, or the, I won't even say the mature that we are, in our walk with God or our faith, that went bye-bye. But it shouldn't have. If anything, our faith should increase even the more, especially when we have seen the miraculous things that God has done in our lives. Everybody in here got a testimony. A situation, a circumstance they had to face, and God, God himself brought them through. If you can build on those things that God has already done, it will help us get through the next thing that's coming, that spiritual crisis. Because after a while, they're going to have you ask you to deny God. That very God that saved you. It's all... This, this minister the other day, 
he shared something. He was invited to go to the White House to pray. He had already, you know, wrote his little speech out and all that stuff. You know how people write the prayers out, you know, you know. But what they told him, he could not do. He could not say, our father. There were certain stipulations in the prayer he could not pray. He said the first speech, he he wrote it up, abiding by what they had said. He said, but the closer and closer he got to the White House, he said, God said, tear that paper up and you pray what I say. And he prayed through the power of the Holy Spirit. And after he finished, how about he said the chaplain told him, I'm glad that you obeyed God. If they, if the government can, and they're already doing it, tell you what you can and cannot do. <laughs> what else do you think they're going to tell you? But you got to know that you have the authority as a believer. You got the thought. You have the rights from the Almighty God Himself, the King of Kings and the Lords of Lords. Mm-mm-mm. You got power over the devil, power over the enemy. Do y'all not know Satan is a spirit? He's got to have a body to reside in. He's got to have a host. And if we allow him, we will be the host and he'll live right up in us. He's a spirit. He's a spirit. He's got to have some place to live. But God has given us the power and the authority to cast that rascal out. I don't know about y'all, but I got power. I got power. I have power. You got to say it for yourself. You got to know it for yourself. As a believer in the Lord Jesus Christ, I have.